Listen to and for the word of the Lord as I begin our series this Christmas season out of the book of uh, Luke. Now, we're going to be reading chapter 1 uh, in verse 11. At the beginning, Luke is actually saying what he did in order to write this, this gospel. He's trying to do a, an account of the things that happened in order. We believe, tradition believes, in historical and theological traditions believe, that Luke received the information on the entire birth of Jesus Christ from the mother of Jesus, Mary. That we think to understand. Luke was not one of the 12 disciples. And you need to also understand that the only reason why we even celebrate Christmas, the only reason why there is even an Advent season, the only reason why we do all this stuff for Christmas is because there is an empty tomb. If there was no empty tomb, we wouldn't celebrate Christmas like we do because there is an empty tomb. And it was out of the empty tomb that people began to wonder, well, who was he? What did he do? What was he doing? Where does he come from? Who were his parents? And questions like that were asked. And among the many stories I'm going to be sharing this season, we are starting today a season, a season of Advent called Angels Among Us. And in the narratives in the, in the Bible of the birth of Jesus, there are five times that angels appear to people, and it all has to do about the birth of Jesus. Five times the angels appear. So today I'm going to begin with the first one. And it was the apparition of the angel Gabriel to Zechariah the priest, the father, and then eventually to Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, not the Presbyterian. Have that clear. So we begin this morning with a reading in chapter 1 where already we know by, chapter, by verse 11, we know that Elizabeth is frustrated. We know that Zechariah is probably, you know, too bad, girl. No, no child. That's it. So, but we know they're already in pain. We know they're hopeless. We know they have no hope about ever having a child. And then one day... The turn came for Zechariah to do his duties at the temple. And this is, this is where we catch the story. This is where we jump in. So listen to and for the word of the Lord as I read out of Luke chapter 1, verses 1 through 17. That scenario there is through 17. Well, Zechariah was in the sanctuary. An angel of the Lord appeared to him. Standing to the right of the incense altar, Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will have a son, and you are to name him John. You, you will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even before his birth. And he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. The word of the Lord. One of the things that we do not like as human beings is to wait. 
we just do not like waiting. How many of you really like to wait? Uh, yeah. And the reason why we don't like to wait is because we actually live in a more rapid society where our desires, our wants and needs are actually fulfilled a lot quicker. I just heard from my sons that Amazon is going to be opening some grocery stores in the South Florida area where there will have only two employees, one tech for computers and the other one for I don't know what else. Two employees for the whole supermarket. Self-serve, I guess. Something like that. You see, but we don't like to wait. We want it all done quickly. We don't even like to, to go grocery shopping. I have seen Maria Hernandez here at church, actually in between or after, doing her grocery shopping. <laughs> She's not here. Not, don't, don't tell her. I, I was flabbergasted when she was able to go online and with her phone at the items. That's how I learned about that. At the items that she wanted in her grocery list. And then she would go to Kroger, stop there, and the bags will be brought to her. We just don't like to wait do we? And even when we call somewhere, they tell us, your waiting time is? And they give us an option. Maria, I just talked about you. And they give us an option. You see? If you don't want to wait, we will call you back in the next, okay? So we just don't like to wait. However, Advent, the season that we call Advent is precisely a season of waiting. It is called Advent as we are expecting someone to come, but we're waiting for the Lord to come. So in Advent, we are remembered. We, are, we remember and we are reminded that many, many, many people before us, thousands of Israelites waited for hundreds of years for the fulfillment of a promise. They kept hope alive. They kept moving with hope and with expectation, not because they were wishful of something, but because they trusted the God that had made the promises on which their hope was based. So basically, waiting is something that we don't like to do, but guess what? It's part of life. How many of you wait at the, hospital, at the doctor's office? They tell you at 2 o'clock and they see you at 4. Oh, Okay. How many of you wait in traffic? How many of you wait everywhere? So waiting is part of life. The problem is not waiting because that's a fact of life. The real challenge is how we wait. And some people tend to wait passively while other people tend to wait actively. You see, the prophets in Zechariah, they were waiting they were hopeless already. They knew they were not going to have a child. But they cultivated their faith. They continued their prayers. They continued their worship. They continued their duties. They continued their faithfulness towards God. And in the fulfillment of God's timing, the hope was fulfilled. The promise was made real. A child was coming to them. In the series that we will be speaking this, this month throughout Christmas and even on the 31st, we will learn that waiting actively is cultivating the spiritual life. And that waiting passively is giving up to fear and intimidation, shame and guilt. And Christ does not come to this world to give us Hashtag more hope, hashtag more love, hashtag more peace, hashtag more joy. He comes to give us hashtag more life. Now, how many of you know when I said the word hashtag what I mean? I'm not talking about hash browns. 
How many of you know what hashtag? It means look for. Seek. So when you go into your computers, those of you who still use computers, have you heard the commercial? The mother saying, Hi, how are you enjoying your computer? What's a computer? The kid says. What's next? Okay. So when you go in and you go into the search engine, if you put the, the hashtag, which is used to be called the pound sign, remember the old pound sign is not called hashtag. Shift the channel. We moved on. So hashtag in the computer means look for, seek, find it. So this season, we want to talk about that hashtag, and we want to talk about how can we get more love, more hope, more joy, more peace in our lives, and eventually more life. But also, I want to talk to you about the angels, because there's something that I want to be very careful here about angels. You see, the word angel comes from the Latin word angelus, which comes from the Greek word angelius. That's it. No more difficult grammar. Angelius meant messenger. Whenever you received a message from a courier, from an emissary, from an ambassador, from your neighbor who sent you a message, can you send me a half a cup of sugar? That's an angel, an angelus. This idea that we have about angels, this idea that we have about these pretty angels, these nice cute cherubs from either the medieval ages or, or, or the Victorian era is actually a myth. You know why I think it's a myth? Because when I look at those pretty angels, especially the one down here with a flag from Puerto Rico, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. When I look at them, I don't, I, I don't get scared. I don't fear them. I smile when I look at that. But that wasn't Zachariah's reaction. When Zechariah saw the apparition of the messenger, he freaked out. Actually, all five visitations from the angels in the stories begin with the same words. Do not be afraid. And this do not be afraid obviously is necessary because they are freaking out seeing some kind of divine apparition that's just not normal in our daily lives. They are freaking out. They don't know what to do. So the angel tells them, do not be afraid. But I wonder if that's the only message of do not be afraid that the angel is sending at that moment. Yes, it is necessary for the angel to bring peace, to calm down these individuals who are seeing the divine manifested in reality. But I wonder and I challenge you to think that maybe do not be afraid also refers to what the angel is about to talk about. Because if the angel shows up, your life is going to be messed up. It's not going to be the same anymore. It's going to be turned around. If this kind of messengers from the heavens come and show up in your presence, your life is not going to be the same anymore. So don't be afraid because I'm here, but don't be afraid for what I'm about to do in your life. So I want to move us away from this vision of angels and I wish for this series we're going to be using the, the actual message of angels, messengers, emissaries, those who take a message from one place to, to the other, those who have good news and are carrying it from one place of the other. Listen to the words, evangelium, angelium, good news. Evangelium, carriers of the gospel, of the good news. That's what that means. 
We are evangels. We are angels with a message from God. You see, in our text, we, we, we find the desperation of, of, of the lost hope of not having a baby. And yet, Zechariah, doing his duties in the temple, suddenly the angel appears, and he's got to freak out, you know. First of all, do not be afraid. Okay, do not be afraid. Now, this is a priest. This is not just any of us who don't deal with religious stuff or with spiritual stuff on a daily basis. This is a priest who supposedly is accustomed to deal with the issues of the supernatural. And he didn't. He wasn't. So he freaked out. He doubted. And you know what? The, when, when he doubted before the angel, and the angel said, say, well, now you're going to be mute until the baby is born. That's the rest of the story there. And then he goes to Elizabeth. He finishes his duties in the temple. People know there's something funny because he cannot speak. But that doubt that he had, that despair that he expressed, I wonder if it was just doubt or if it was a no, I don't deserve it. I wonder sometimes when God is showing us blessings, when God is opening new doors of blessings to us, when God is opening opportunities through messengers, through the ways in which God communicates to us, I wonder if we say, no, I don't deserve it. So the angel said, but I, Gabriel, but I, a messenger of the Lord, has determined this will actually happen. So in this season, as I come to a close, by the way, I don't know if you realize we put an angel back there. Angel wings back there. They say, do not be afraid. Hashtag more hope, which is today's message. If you look at it very carefully, it blocks the clock. Mm -hmm. But this season of, of, of Advent in which we are starting, I want you to consider not only the idea that, yes, we are children of God. We are the community of the beloved. And, yes, God is with us and we should not fear. But should we seek, find, and look for more hope? Is that something that you guys would like to do? Huh? Would you also seek, find, and look for more joy in your lives? Okay. Would you actually seek, find, and look for more love in your lives? Only two of you are answering. No, not the whole thing. Would you seek and find then more life in Jesus Christ this coming season? Very good. Then I, all I have to wish you is then Happy New Year. Huh? Oh, I forgot. There are two calendars that you people live under. You live under the civil calendar, which tells us the days they are. But the first Sunday in the celebration of Christmas in the Christian calendar is actually the first day of the year. Of our Christian year. So Happy New Year. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you that you come to our presence, and not only to our presence, but you come in the presence of Jesus Christ, who is our teacher, who is our Lord, who is our Savior. We thank you that you invite us to a table, people that will come from the north, from the south, from the east, and the west. We thank you that you bring us to community, and you make us one in the person of Jesus Christ. And we thank you that you sent your son at the right time to give us the right message of more love, more hope, more joy, more peace, and more life through him. And it is in his name that we thank you. 
Amén.